Hello filmmakers, you're very welcome to episode number 74 of FNI Rap Chat. Uh, so today we have uh, a script editor, script writer, uh, coach, uh, teacher, Dee Roycroft. Um, Dee Roycroft is someone I've known for a good few years now, someone I've been wanting to get on the show for ages and uh, so glad that we were able to make it work. Um, Dee and I worked together uh, years ago uh, in uh, Fair City and uh, she's gone on to work more so in for young people's um, programming and, and writing so lots of animation and her own uh, radio drama for kids for RTE she's written a lot uh, of kind of young people's programming and working with uh, production companies like Jam Media on some huge shows um, and bringing getting the, the scripts across the line uh, so brilliant person to give an insight into working with writers and especially for anyone who thinks they might like to give uh, writing uh, animation cartoons or young people's programming uh, if you want to give that a go with that in mind she is doing a course at the Irish Writers Centre uh, starting in October so if you go to their website you'll get uh, some details there and uh, it comes highly recommended uh, a friend of mine did the course and said it was really really helpful so uh, Paul would be annoyed with me if I didn't give a plug to the FNI courses as well so uh, if you go to the, F the Film Network Ireland Facebook page you'll see uh, a couple of big courses that they have coming up um, this weekend so on the 15th uh, they're doing a course with Nick Dunning which is all about uh, getting in the right mindset for filmmaking and um, pitching and uh, if you've been to any event with Nick Dunning he's uh, brilliant at this stuff uh, getting uh, getting in the right headspace to pitch and uh, using your unconscious mind and all this stuff it's really really interesting um, useful for anyone but especially for filmmakers and then you also have the course with Colin McKeown uh, which is getting your idea uh, from your head to page in five weeks. So that's starting on Sunday um, and Colin is incredibly uh, experienced and you can go back and listen to the episode with Colin um, the, on uh, our podcast. So uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Let's go to D. Roycroft. Dee Roycroft, thanks very much for coming into the studio. How are you doing? I'm, I'm great, thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. What mode are you in at the moment? Uh, I am in plate spinning yes. mode. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm doing a few bits and bobs. Um, Writing, setting up I, courses, all um, that stuff. So I'm coordinating a new writers workshop for Fair City where every year they try and get new writers yeah. for the show. So I'm in the midst of coordinating that and I am writing for um, one show at the moment kids show preschool um, about to start writing on another show hopefully and oh and I'm going to be teaching a course on writing for animation in the Irish Writers Centre how did you make time for us today it sounds like you're well do you know what <laughs> <laughs> I work from home <laughs> yeah well that's the one thing about being a freelancer you 
Absolutely. it's hectic yeah. but you can you juggle you juggle yeah. everything yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know and it's that's just part of it is, yeah yeah it's sorting all of that out yeah um so you would work with irish writers a lot so you're yes. a writer yourself you work with writers yes. a lot so you have your that's why it's going to be quite interesting to talk to you just kind of get your insights on uh maybe like what our strengths are in, in as irish writers and then maybe where you could see maybe improvement say okay. where yeah wow uh, what are strengths? Straight, I like to get straight oh, in there. Really I don't mess around. No, yeah. Right into the thrust of it, like seriously. She only just sat down. <laughs> you attacking her? No, I just go for it. Yeah, thanks, Paul. <laughs> um, so, I, well, I suppose our strengths are our humor. Yeah. Um, also, we're quite quirky in the way we think, um, which is great. We have a bit of a lateral thinking sensibility. Uh, we like wordplay. And and I think we can be quite lyrical as well, which is really good. I think that what we need to work on is we need to work more on being able to kind of see writing as part of a group. I think we're so used to in this country see writing as a as a solitary activity we were talking about this a little mm. bit a while ago mm. um where you know you sit alone in your room and you write mm -hmm. and actually when you're working on shows a lot of the time it's deeply collaborative mm. it's all about taking notes you 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 can think that you've come up with an idea for a story and that therefore it is your story and you must cling to it but that's not the case you have to be able to let it go um and 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 that's part of being, I suppose, writing commercially, in a sense. Do you believe that there are maybe two types of writers? There are writers who are that solitary lone wolf kind of animal, and then there are more kind of interpretive writers who are better in that writer's room environment. Do you believe that they're two very distinctive disciplines, or are they, can it be taught? Uh, and can it be taught in your class, which is coming up? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think it can be taught, and I, I think it's up to you to find out what which one works best for you, and I think different things. I know if I'm writing a short story, I, I can only... I can only write it on my own. I don't really want anybody else's input. <laughs> but if I'm writing a script and I don't know how to get the cow out of the ditch... Mm. Um, in 10 lines without using props. Yeah. I, I could really do with some input on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it, it really depends. And also I think at different stages of your career, you're going to be writing different things. And I think a lot of writers, you, it's very hard to earn a living as a writer unless you write commercially. Mm. And 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 I for me, I, uh, what I've seen so far is that's the difference between commercial writing. Commercial writing is collaborative. And then I suppose that more interpretive, is that what you... I guess so. Yeah. I don't know what you'd call it, but yeah, a that's a passion project. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna write the man booker, or I'm yeah. going to, you know, yeah. And now you, you've kind of got a balance now where you're doing a bit of both. You kind of have your I editing work, and then more a commercial writer. I yeah. I like to. Yeah. I do love writing, and I and I would love. There are absolutely projects that I would I would love to, and stories that I'd love to write. Yeah. Um, and those I will do in my own time yeah. but I would not for a second think that I could earn a living from doing that from doing that yeah yeah. you know mm. um, so hence the commercial writing yeah. which is great yeah 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 um, yeah were you always into movies or growing up no 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 <laughs> well no I suppose yes I've, no I've always loved movies but I wouldn't say that I would have loved movies any more than 
anybody else yeah. or any of my peers yeah. in any way. Yeah. Um, and the movies I loved were always teeny movies. Right. I grew up, yeah, you know, I'm a child of the 1970s and the 1980s. And I spent time in America in high school in the mid 80s. So I'm very much a John Hughes, that yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. You, had, you had a fast time at some Richmond. Richmond no, Richmond. no, no. I had a breakfast club. <laughs> breakfast. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I had breakfast club. Really? 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they, yeah that, that, was, that was my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 100%. Um, but So no, I, w- I wouldn't say that I would be. You found your way into acting? I did. I worked in theatre then for a long, long time. Um, Eastern European physical theatre, which is... <laughs> As Not necessarily a crowd pleaser. Unpack uh, that for for us a little bit. <laughs> no, yeah. it's getting me right. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Time out, as you'd <laughs> say in the states. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, how did that kind of inform, like, as you were Script editing and writing for <laughs> <your> kids? Um, <laughs> did it like obviously? I mean, you know, s- some of the better actors I I know and I've worked with mm-hmm. are all, are all. Even though they, there's some plausible deniability there, they would they are writers. Yeah, they interpret yeah, yeah. they interpret other people's work and and some of the some of the best best ad lib like crazy and make it so much better. Mm-hmm. So you know. Well, I think that's exactly what uh, I agree completely with what you just said. I think that it's about well, you learn your way around scripts, mm. you learn your way around timing, you learn your way around holding um, an audience's attention. Mm-hmm. And focus. You learn about how to change that. There's a whole kind of kinesthetic that you that you take on board. Now that's all with live performance. I would have n- very little to no experience of screen. That's not my kind of comfort zone at all. Okay. Um, but I think that knowing your way around a script is is really important. Uh, and that that is a skill that you learn as an actor that is transferable mm. straight away. And I know when I started working on Fair City. Mm. I know that that certainly was an advantage and what yeah. was one of the reasons I got the job was yeah. because even though I had no experience in TV, it was our prior experience. It was to do with the fact that I yeah. knew scripts yeah. really well. But you did train as an actor. I did. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I did the training in Trinity yeah. many decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, which was great. And yeah. I, I loved it. And, yeah. then I, and then I went on and yeah, I, I worked for yeah, a good while as yeah. an actor. There's no living in it, though. No. And yeah. that was the problem, even though I worked constantly. Mm. And but uh, no, I couldn't. And then I was I was a mom. Yeah. I had to, you know. I shrugged there, but I'm, like, I'm actually really delighted that you have children. Oh. <laughs> 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 but, OK. But it's, but it's very hard. It, it's it's like I think uh, I it's unsustainable. Oh, completely. Completely. Yeah. For Definitely. A lot of um, myself and. My son's dad, we're having a chat with him. He, you know, loves acting and and we were having a chat with him saying, that's that's great, but you have to also have another career. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's brilliant that you can have m- multiple careers in your lifetime. You don't, and yeah. you can have them at the same time. You, they don't need to, you know, gone are the days where you join the civil service and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah. too, but it was, absolutely, yeah. Do acting if you want. Yeah. By God, <laughs> like... Have you know, something well, else. An electrician is always really handy to have in the family. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Do you miss the acting at all? Funnily enough, uh, I I rarely. Sometimes yeah. I do. Yeah. Sometimes I, I hear of a play and I go, oh, I'd love to be in that. Yeah. But a lot of the time, 
no, actually. I really thought I would. Yeah. But, but no, You, I you don't miss the beans on toast and, the no, and borrowing I, a fiver from your no, sister. And squalor and poverty. Squalor and poverty. <laughs> and the other, thi- the other thing that I don't miss is I found it really hard. I was working in, um, this is, like I was, I was working in, uh, very, there were very few theatres in this town and I was working in one of the big theatres in this town. Okay. And I was in a show uh, and funnily, uh, anyway, I was I was in the show and I had, I was called for rehearsals the next day at half past five and I went up to the stage director, which was a, a different job to a stage manager. It was like kind of a new job for this production and I said, I'm really sorry, I, I can't, I have to leave at half five tomorrow. And they said, oh, well, but it's in your contract that you have to be here. And I said, yeah, no, but I, I've explained already that because I have to collect my son from crash. So I I can totally do rehearsals after 5.30 if I'm given 24 hours notice. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, this is, oh, it was the same day. Sorry, they wanted me for the same day, not for, Yeah. And I said, so I, I can't, I have to leave today at half five. And they said, well, we're going to have to go to the artistic director with this because, you know, you're breaching your contract. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding? I have to pick up my child. Yeah. Well, I just went, actually, I but just went, ju- hang on, where is the human? Yeah. Like, where is the flexibility here? Yeah. Do you know, we're not, it, it's, it's, it's not brain surgery. Mm. We're not in a hospital. Nobody is. Yeah. It's a play. Yeah. I have a part, which is not a big part mm-hmm. in this play. Yeah. You know, yeah. So anyway, I just went to the director and said, "I'm really sorry, I can't make." And he said, "Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's <laughs> grand. I'll yeah. rehearse a different scene." Yeah, yeah, yeah. People can but lose their minds. So uh, people can lose their minds, and I think that that was one of the things that made acting very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, also, like every actor would face a lot of rejection. Would you find it? It's different. I also, as a writer, you do. Ask <laughs> Did you find? Do you find it's different um, as a writer? No. No. Feels the same. Yeah, funny. So this year, I set out this thing where I was gonna. I saw this Facebook post, and it said, um, "It's it. It was like you know, try and and see how many rejections you can accumulate mm. in a year. You know, set yourself a goal of a hundred rejections." <laughs> I was like, "I'm gonna do that reverse psychology," yeah. and I was really good at it. Right, really, really good. Um, and I was utterly demoralised and I crawled through April and I went, that's it. Yeah. I quit writing. It was horrible. Mm. It was horrible. Wow. So, um, no, my experience, and it was funny, I was thinking about this earlier. As a writer, I find pitching quite difficult. Mm. Um, often for kids stuff, you have to pitch ideas mm. and then they take those ideas and make them into episodes. And I wouldn't often have my uh, my pitches accepted and I see other writers constantly get their pitches accepted and I don't and it's very similar to auditioning as an actor I think I nailed one audition in my or no two auditions yeah in my entire career as an actor mm. the rest of the time I was like oh no you went in a different direction really yeah so I, I think that you do have to develop a thick skin yeah mm, as yeah. a writer absolutely yeah yeah I, I yeah no that's funny I thought it would have been different because it's it, they're both personal, but in different yeah. ways. But uh, yeah, exactly. They are both personal uh, in different ways. But they no, I think that Feels as a writer, there is also a massive amount of rejection. I think the difference is that you, if as an actor, you you can't really just sit in your room and act on your own. Yeah. yeah. But as a writer, you can take rejection, but you can pick yourself up, dust dust yourself off, mm. and keep writing. Yeah. Yeah. 
dig yourself out of that hole. Yeah, essentially, you can yeah. write yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and so that's yeah, that's that's the difference. So you still have agency. I think as an actor, you often don't feel that you have agency. Yeah, there's a there's a feeling of yeah, there's a submerge a submergence of circumstance. So yeah. you can't. You you know you can't do anything a lot of the time to improve your circumstances. Yeah. Um. How do you do? You have a, a regime or a strategy when you, for example, you said that you you couldn't get arrested for a little while there uh, with the rejections. Oh uh, yeah. Through yeah. kind of the beginning of this year, did you? Was there anything that you did to kind of pick yourself up out of that? Because that's one thing that we try to promote with the podcast yeah. is that sense of mindfulness and how people kind of pick themselves up when they're a little bit yeah I think what I what did I do I suppose I just I mean I, th- I think I tried to mind myself mm-hmm. um I found it really hard to write yeah so I didn't I didn't force myself I just kind of went with it mm-hmm. and didn't write um and then I decided that I had I had decided that I was going to take some time off and to write mm-hmm. there were a couple of projects I wanted to finish that were personal projects and I, um, so I thought, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And then I got all these rejections. And it wasn't that I actually thought that any of the, uh, it wasn't that I thought <laughs> I had a chance with any of the things yeah. I had applied for. I think I just sort of thought I had applied for so many that something, something you know, like you're throwing yeah. up shit at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something's yeah. going to yeah. hit. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh my God, I'm like Teflon girl or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that just really demoralized me. And I went, I just couldn't face the, the, the and then I started panicking about money. Oh, um, right. So even though I had sort of, I had saved enough to kind of spend three or four months writing, I just freaked out. And so I thought, well, I'll take work. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I as I, I took work, then it, it was it was weird, actually. Then my I suppose my that's that's where I improved my my attitude improved towards myself. Yeah. Um, and I think it's to do with I, I felt useful and mm. I felt I kind of felt grounded again. I was um, I wasn't earning much. It was a very small job, but at least I felt it was something I was moving forward. I was progressing. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think I think that's really important. Actually, I think that was now that and I'm only it's sort of like a penny dropping as I talk to you. I think that so for me, I think I need to be working. I think stopping and concentrating on writing unless it's to a specific deadline that somebody has given me. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. and, and, and not a deadline for a competition or something like that. Right. Like an, an actual Somebody going. Nothing. Hi, my name is Elsa, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. nothing motivates like a deadline, huh? Yeah, it's either a deadline or else it's actually being productive, earning a living. Mm. You know, whether yeah. it's I but don't know, working in some job. It's a real deadline. It's not just a some. Even if you can, you try and set your own, or even just mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to apply for this. If it's actually maybe you're going to work with a script editor or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Though I find that very. I, I find I've I've done that a few times where I've worked with you know writers mm. have contacted me and they want to work with me mm. on any number of of, of different projects mm. and I've I find it's been it's been I'm I'm not sure it's ever really worked now yeah. that could be a complete reflection on me that yeah. I'm not I'm not the right script ed for those mm. situations because I know there are plenty of script editors who that's how they earn their living is yeah. by working on those kind of one on one gigs and they're yeah. they're obviously really good yeah. at mm-hmm. it and yeah. I've heard writers talk about how fruitful oh we've yeah. had some on and yeah that collaboration is mm. um, but for me I'm not so sure that that's 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that would that would be great. Like, it, I, I guess it's kind of about laying out what you want yeah. from the collaboration. So uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then I suppose it's also about choosing the right person. And that's yeah. really hard, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't know. You don't know. And it's yeah. so personal. Well, yeah. uh, ostensibly, it's a mentor, you know. And if you don't, yeah. you're not going to click with everybody, you know, which is kind of what it is. I mean, a, a film or any project is very personal. Yeah. That's so true. It's, yeah, and I guess it's kind of ask like the script editor's job is to ask questions, and if we have to they have to them. be the right questions, yes, guess. they have to be the right questions. You have to trust them, and I think they have to be interested. They mm. have to be as uh, not as passionate about it mm. as you, but certainly a degree of passion about it. Mm. And I think if they're not, they're just going to go, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and that's what I have found myself doing in the past yeah that's uh, great that's uh, 150 euros for that error yeah, <laughs> yeah and i guess well, it's that's the thing and then you know well then you, yeah you can't yeah you can't take the money if you don't feel you were useful. yeah of, yeah. yeah of service to, to be yeah, honest yeah. i yeah. i don't think but i wonder is there a thing know? maybe in bigger markets like america maybe there's script editors that deal in genre like horror specific uh thriller whereas we don't that, have that's that. interesting yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah very true well i would feel i my i suppose my wheelhouse is definitely kids yeah that's where i am yeah. that's where i feel i have a knowledge base that's yeah. useful yeah um it, more so than other genres and how did you find that niche so i was working as a receptionist in a music school and then somebody said to me was i would i be interested in writing they needed some short stories for an rte series so would I write some? And I did, and that went really well. And then they said, oh, there's a job going in RTE. Would you like to apply for it? That was the assistant script ed job in Fair City. So I got that job and took it, and that was brilliant. And that so that that's where I learned kind of script editing skills. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I needed to work from home. Uh, that's just what myself and my son needed yeah. for our lifestyle that suited us better. So... Somebody I had met on Fair City had started working in animation with Jam, who are this amazing kind of animation company. He's one of the great kind of Irish. This is like a golden age yeah, of Irish animation. Yeah. <laughs> so like Roy, Jun like Roy Junior. Or Roy would be one of their Roy, earlier Roy big hits. Yeah, Becca's bunch on Nickelodeon and Jesse Nessie coming out in Amazon. And so they're working with like Netflix, BBC, Nickelodeon. Everyone. Amongst others. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 wow. yeah. yeah. So, and I just came off working on Jesse and Essie with them for Amazon. Brilliant. So I um, worked on that as scripted and I, and I wrote a couple of episodes as well, which was great. Brilliant. Yeah, which is really cool. So I suppose that I ended up working for Jam and just primarily because I had skills as a scripted and there aren't mm. that many people with scripted skills in this mm. country for TV. Yeah. So it was just a... So I worked on Little Roy. That was where I, myself. What were the transferable skills? Uh, understanding of a kind of, uh, the I suppose, the production process, mm. like that that delivery times. Yeah. Understanding of, of scripts, of TV scripts, understanding mm. of compliance, mm. knowing what can and can't be. That's, yeah. that's really important in, in kids, more so than in 
TV. It's yeah. kind of similar to soap opera in a, in a way, because yeah. in soap opera, there's rules about what... It's kind of all of yeah. these rules about what you can and can't. Yeah, you get what, like one bitch a year, one bastard a year. Yes. And then you have exactly. to come up with creative so ways of... CBBC, of, of, I think yeah. it was CBBC or C, was it CBBC had rules about, right. you know, you were allowed like two farts per season. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, you yeah. can only have a burp if there was a, an apology afterwards. Oh, uh, massive. I remember at one point we had an episode... It was so funny, actually. So there was an episode about hiccups. I was, I wasn't writing it. It was another amazing writer was writing, yeah. brilliant episode. And um, BBC wanted it was about solving the hiccups, and the BBC were not happy with we were solving the hiccups by by giving the character a burp, a big burp, and that got rid of the hiccups. Right. BBC did not like this. Okay. okay. Burping is very rude. You should not be burping. <laughs> now, you are like, he apologizes. Mm. He burps and then he says, I'm sorry. They were like, no, we polite. need proof that burping is a way to get rid of the hiccups. Like scientific so, proof. Yeah. So I had to <laughs> write up this like six page Word document <laughs> sent in to the BBC to try and justify why we had the character burping. Anyway, they were like, mm, okay, fine, we'll let it go. Yeah. But anyway, so it was so funny. Yesterday I was on Twitter and there's this, I don't know, one some handle called quite interesting or something, I don't know, which is like obscure facts. Yeah. <laughs> and I just sent it to uh, to my colleague who I'd worked with on the show. And it said that the that researchers have discovered that two um two solutions for the hiccups, two ways to get rid of the hiccups are orgasm and rectal massage. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you I wish like, you oh put that God, in your other dog. Why didn't I know Post that? Post <laughs> Yeah, maybe. But yes, so compliance <laughs> is really important. Like that would be the Adult to... Swim version of that Absolutely. show, maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I think, which uh, an Adult Swim, hang on, are they the Rick and Morty guys? No, they're not. No, it's a production company. It'd be madder, ma- like, I think it's I like a lot of car- Cartoon Network stuff would have come... Because uh, one of the things with the, uh, the, what you were saying earlier about the uh, skills as an actor and the improvising mm-hmm. is Rick and Morty. So a lot of their stuff is they improvise. Right. And then they animate. Animate around it. Yeah. yeah. So they actually just get into a studio and kind of spitball. Yeah. And, and see what comes out. Yeah. Just as a, yeah. it kind of, how that directly affects and translates into, I don't know. Yeah, because I, I was going to ask you about that, about working, writing for animation. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it very rigid? Is it is it different in that, is or uh, like there's no real room for like any bit of improv or anything like that? Is it is it more rigid than that way? Yeah, it's definitely more rigid. It, well, it it depends on the series, it depends on the show, it depends on the right. network. Some networks are really into education. Other networks couldn't give a shit, <laughs> and they just want it to be funny. Yeah. Um. Other Sell networks toys. just want like as much. Just give us episodes. Give us it's yeah. it's like a story monster they that just needs feeding yeah so but it does tend to be quite rigid i finished up writing on a show a few months ago where the scripts had to be um six pages 115 lines of dialogue exactly right no more no that you know that yeah. kind of so you can come you can have that kind of thing or, yeah or else you can that's quite strict 
Yeah, really strict. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really strict. It becomes like Sudoku. Do you like right. that though? Do you like working like, or in like that capacity? Sounds, yeah. Sorry, Paul. Uh, sorry, sorry, Paul. Excuse it's me. I. I suppose I. Yeah, I do like it. I. Do, what do you know? What I find, I find it very liberating because the pressure isn't on you to be interesting. Yeah. Because you write your script, right? So you you you, you come up with your story and you and you send it off and you know you're going to get notes back. You know they're not going to like. You know the dinosaur showing up in scene two, <laughs> and you know chewing yeah. things. Yeah. For example, so you you expect the notes, and then you get the notes, and then you give them what they want, and it's right. It's it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Well, it's not straightforward, of course. Yeah. A lot of but a more honest transaction. It's a very honest transaction. Yeah. Yeah. Is there much in that kind of writing? Is there like can you kind of screen test with young audiences, or how do you do? Well, that side again, of that, that depends on your resources. It depends right. who you're working with. So when we worked, um, when, when we worked in the past, when I have worked with kind of major yeah. kind of uh, producers, yeah, they yeah. would sometimes they go, well, let's bring this episode to a room full of five-year-olds yeah. and read it out to them. Right. And, and then you get to watch the video. Well, that's amazing. It's really? amazing yeah. to see. Yeah. But the difference is that, at the same time, it's it it's it's tricky because you well you're always going to get the one little fecker yeah. who goes there's no lion in it yeah yeah <laughs> like, it's yeah. not about Stupid. lions <laughs> but the, but you do uh, yeah yeah if you're lucky you get to to kind of screen test it what is tricky though and one of the pitfalls that that I would find sometimes working with writers is particularly when they're new to to writing for kids is they think that what works with their kids and in their family home mm. is what's going to work on a macro level right. and that's not always the case yeah do you know I was, that, that actually was going to be my next question is do you find it I was going to ask if if it's an advantage having kids or yeah uh, the, actually to be quite honest one of the most amazing writers um, I've I've ever had the privilege to work with uh, doesn't have kids yeah and he's like a massive American writer who's written for loads of people's favourite shows and his head writer on Massive shows. Well, clearly, no. he's, a, he's a big kid himself. He is. Yeah. yeah, he just has this incredible, beautiful imagination right. and brain, and yeah. and and he's not childlike. He's you know he's just <laughs> yeah. very. He's just. He tells a lot pops. of adult jokes. Well, <laughs> in a writer's room for kids, you do have a lot of <laughs> jokes, but there's everything just pops with him. Everything yeah. is. He yeah. just manages to flip everything and find this incredible kind of whimsy to it, mm. mm-hmm. uh, which is. Really lovely. Actually, no, not always whimsy because that would be crap. But yeah, but it's yeah, he's great. So no, I don't. I think having kids is a great way to kind of change your thinking, mm. but it's not essential mm. by any means. No. It's, if there's like writers or anyone out there who might be listening and thinking, oh, maybe maybe I might be mm-hmm. good at that. What like? <laughs> How do you know? How do you find out if you're... Well, funny enough, there's this course. <laughs> no. I, I've left the door wide open for you. That was very good. <laughs> um, I guess all you can do, it's, it's, it's tricky because it's hard to get a foothold in. Mm. The thing to do would be to watch shows and then try writing scripts. Mm. And you can get a lot of scripts online. Yeah. So kind of have a read. I would also recommend um, there's quite a, a lot of stuff. Actually, there's and there's a show coming out about Mr. Rogers, a film coming out about yeah. Mr. Rogers. He wasn't so much of a figure here. He was massive in the States. Mm. Absolutely fascinating man. Right. Mm. And an incredible uh, 
a kind of, I don't know, maker of, of children's entertainment. Right. So I would say read his, read interviews with mm. him, read or watch interviews with him. And there's a, there's a few great articles mm. there. There's an amazing article um, on theatlantic.com mm. about his, Fredish, which was some writers he worked with. And, and they, that's what they called kind of, his language or his way of doing things mm. is, okay. was Fredish. So There's also a feature that. doc that was out last year that's as well. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and Tom Hanks fiction, then fiction. is playing him. Yeah, so fiction, yeah. I I would definitely have a have yeah. a, a read of his whole thing, um, and and watch it as well. And then I think the thing to do is to come up with ideas. Mm-hmm. I read a great thing recently, which is that you should always have a a bank. So either on your phone, which is where I do it, mm. or a notebook, but like write down ideas. And I know this is like a classic thing for writers. You should always write down yeah. all your ideas. But they, they, they meant this actually as a, an idea for, um, for, for kids writing, because often you'll be told, hi, we're, we're writing a series about um, a, a mouse and an elephant. Um, would you be interested in pitching? Can you send us six ideas by tomorrow? Thanks. And you're like, oh, yeah, exactly. Mm. So the idea is that whenever you have an mm. idea, you write it down okay. in your bank. And that yeah. way you can just go to your bank. Yeah. Dip into your Google Drive and yeah. go, hello. Exactly. <laughs> so start banking ideas mm. and mm-hmm. then see if you can generate an idea for a show. Develop it into a little bit of a pitch, nothing mm-hmm. hectic, and then ask to meet one of the studios, set up meetings with the studios, because all of the studios will meet you if you're a writer. Right. They are all really open to meeting you. They are amazing like that. Yeah. So go in, introduce yourself and tell them about your ideas. And how, like, is it a different way? Because some of the ideas, like, do you have a way of getting, getting ideas? ideas. Yeah. Generating ideas. Mining, Generating for, them. mining for them. Right? Mining ideas. Yeah, you have to get out and, and walk around. Yeah. Right. I find you, you have to actually be physically moving. Yeah. So I find either in the car, yeah. driving or else walking, mm. but you have to be outside. I find that when I am sitting at home, kind of staring at my kitchen table, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. Whereas if I'm outside and I actually don't even have to think about getting ideas, yeah. they just start yeah. coming into my head. I find I can't listen to music that has words. I have to listen to... Classical or ambient. Or, or electronic. Music. Yeah. Something, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the... Oh, I had another thing, which I can't remember. It's gone. Gone out of my head. Stick it in the bank. Check your bank there. I'll check my bank. See, (laughs) yeah, but but no, I have to be moving. Yeah, Yeah. I I think that's when you're in kind of flux and you're moving. Um, Definitely, you're not thinking. That was the other thing. You're not thinking, but you are thinking. But you are thinking. You have to trust your subconscious. You have to. There's a a great. Who was it? Um, I think was was it Philip Glass, Mm -hmm. and he was. I think it was Philip Glass or John Cage. I think it was Philip Glass. And he said, and actually Tom Waits has a brilliant anecdote about this as well, which is exactly the same, which is if you make an appointment with the muse, be careful because the muse will keep it. So if you go on Tuesday at 12, I am going to have a think about about that yeah. episode I'm writing. That's yeah. Tuesday at 12. That's, that's when I'm going to, because I'm very busy up until Tuesday at 12. So Tuesday at 12 is when I'm mm. going to sit down and have a cup of coffee and, you know, come up with some ideas. Yeah. And then stuff happens. You go on, live your life. And then Tuesday at 12 comes, but Tuesday at 12, you're in the supermarket. Yeah. And you're standing in front going, okay, tomatoes. Now, will I get the wine ones or will I just get the cherry? And the next one, the muse shows up and goes, ping, here's an idea. 
And you're like, no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm in Tesco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not the time. And the muse goes, no, you said Tuesday at 12 and here I am. And Tom Waits has a funny thing about an anecdote about driving on the freeway and a similar thing. Yeah. So I think that that's, I think as a writer, I know that I used to make the mistake of going, I'm going to write mm. today for two hours. Um, and, and, and I will, up until that two hour slot, I will go and do loads of other things that I have to do. And then that two hours comes and I sit down at my desk and I go, now I'm going to write. And I wait for ideas to land and they don't. And I think <laughs> yeah. you have to plot the idea time and make that as important as the action of physically writing mm -hmm. or typing. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Have yeah. To Create that headspace. Completely. Yeah, and yeah. The, the, the going for the walk, the creating of that headspace mm. is as important mm. as the physical act of capturing the idea yeah. on your laptop or on yeah. paper. And yeah, I, I was used the phrase kind of feed the beast as well. Yeah. That you have to it's watch and consume. Feed the beast. Stuff, <laughs> really you know? yeah. good phrase. Yeah. So yeah. like you're constantly looking at what's coming out and you yeah. know well as much as you can yeah <laughs> it's as hard much to as you time. can yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course i am <laughs> mm -hmm. uh like in say one of the studios is that would that be a big part like would they have a, a library of you know the hot books like that kids are into and that kind uh, of they wouldn't have a library of the hot books but the they do have loads of really cool books right and um toys if you're lucky enough to be working on a show that has toy maker deals right. yeah. there's also toys yeah, yeah. and there's always cool puppets to look at they're visuals because you're it's the joy you're working with people who are re animators are really visual yeah, mm. yeah. so it, there's a massive kind of visual and everybody draws all the time so in meetings I loved that when I worked with Jam like yeah. literally I was the only person who didn't draw in kind of the <laughs> everybody really? else yeah Drew, away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it was brilliant. The runners, everybody was really? just, oh God, yeah, everyone draws <laughs> all the time. That's how they are. You'd be in a, you'd be having like a conference call. There's a lot of conference calls and you'd be having a conference call. Jump, jump, focus, jump. <laughs> no, 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 because no, they were drawing too focused. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they, but you'd be having a conference call and you'd be, you know, kind of brainstorming ideas for something. And then the next minute someone would just have drawn it. Like yeah. right there, yeah, yeah. And then it would, and then it would be a photo taken, and would just be emailed straight mm. away to everybody, and you'd be like, really, yeah. kind of L.A., New York, Dublin, and yeah. then we've ding. we've cracked it, yeah, kind of thing. Literally, yeah, yeah. we've cracked yeah. it. Okay, great. The thing you would have gotten in trouble for in school. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Is so. There's an, a, a huge freedom to that, which yeah. is brilliant. And the, and they also will. That was the other thing I loved about them is that they will also um, watch things. Oh, do you have half an hour to spare? Oh, sorry, no, I'm just watching an episode of. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's work. It is because it's work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Know? Yeah. So all uh, of that was great. Um, would you ever find, say, like, because ideas just come and you go, oh, maybe that's maybe that's an adult idea, or maybe that's a kid's idea, or when you're working in the kids, it just they tend to come that way. How do you mean? Like, do they come a different? Yeah, as it like. Because if if it's just coming and you go, oh, that could that would work as a kid's thing, or maybe that would work as something else. Um, you... I suppose no. I think when you just when you're working on a kids show, you're working on a kids show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There is always, of course, because you have a group of adults together mm. yeah. in a room, yeah, brainstorming. Yeah. So obviously, there's going to be in jokes and tangents yeah, yeah. that are clearly adults. They're not going <laughs> to yeah. make it into the show. Yeah, yeah. 
but there is a uh, but no for the most part yeah I find when you're working on on kids stuff it's tuned into that frequency totally 100% yeah. and there's a huge amount of time spent discussing would a kid get arguing like mm. massive arguments about would a kid get this or not yeah. and they do invariably a lot of the time don't they not you all of the adult humour you but would think but then you always have like voices of reason coming in and yeah. saying well actually no at that age a child won't and you're like oh my god but my child did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so smart. Yeah, and that's where the having a kid is not necessarily an right. advantage because yeah. you assume everything based on your child. Or yes, you assume yeah, everything yeah. based on anecdotal experience, which is not necessarily yeah. going to be true. Yeah, yeah. For everyone else, and when you're writing, obviously you're you're writing for a kind of a larger denominator. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one thing actually that I was thinking about when you asked me to come in and talk was one thing that is. That that I think that Irish writers could do yeah. um, more of is kind of becoming aware of their unconscious bias. Right. I think in general as a writer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that when you're writing commercially, and what, particularly when you're writing for for kids, and when you're going to be writing, often if you're writing for kids, you're, you're writing for audiences mm. that aren't just Irish. Mm. And I think that so here, you can end up, and I suppose what that means is you can end up writing. Uh, basing everything on the fact that everyone lives in houses mm. when they don't live in houses right. yeah. or basing everything on the fact that everyone is able-bodied not everyone's able-bodied right. or that everybody lives with a parent or parents yeah they don't, they don't. Loads right. of kids don't live with yeah you know and yeah, I think yeah. it's a, it's about um, it, it, it's just a kind of questioning that all the right. time yeah. or even in gender stereotypes like there's the usual gender stereotypes which you challenge but even then the way we have challenged them have become in themselves tropes and stereotypes yeah. Yeah. so that the dad is always inept right. and ineffectual and lazy yeah. which yeah. is bollocks yeah. Like, yeah. 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 you know the yeah. mom is always efficient and does yoga right like uh, do you know mm, yeah how, so how do you create that universality for also keep it real. Well, I suppose <laughs> what you do is is you, you write it. You write yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. You have your idea. And then you question it. Right. Yeah. And then you challenge it. Filter, 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 filter. Yeah, exactly. You just keep questioning, keep challenging. And, you know, because if it's earned, if it's deserved, then... And if it's a universal truth, it'll stick. Well, yeah, yeah and it doesn't even agree. have to be a universal truth. I mean, you can have everything as... Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can mix it up. But I, I think it's just about going, hang on, I just put... I just put the little girl in pigtails and mm. dungarees with a skirt over her. Now, did I do that because that's... Uh, because she's actually based on a mm. very specific idea yeah. I have in my head? Or am I just kind of... Is that just a lazy image? And mm. do I actually need to yeah. spend a little bit more time... Yeah, maybe I need to work a bit harder on that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all it is. Yeah. It's about just knowing what your default... And there's nothing wrong with your default. That's mm. your lived experience. Yeah. That's absolutely <laughs> fine. Yeah. It's just recognising it. Yeah. And with yeah. the course... What was that? Was that what That's was the big challenge? The chance? course in the <laughs> Did you say so something? Give a something big somebody at the said start. something about a course, <laughs> in the writer's course for <laughs> animation. Kids but was no, no, no. But uh, was that <laughs> one of the things? Like, is that one of the big things that you're kind of getting people on the course to kind of just rethink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of the absolutely one of the things. And then the other thing that I really uh, want to do on the course, and we did it the last time I did the course, which I really enjoyed, was we do a, a kind of a writer's room. Oh, great. Of course, where people get to bring ideas and we yeah. 
and we pull them apart. Just kind of so people can cool. see that it's not scary. Like yeah. writers' rooms should not. Collaboration be. is yeah. not scary. Yeah. It's folks. not scary. Yeah. It's yeah. okay to let your ideas go and let other people. Yeah, and if someone is shit, they'll be kicked out of the writers' room. So not well, not, no. not in your class, but no, in, in writers' no, no. rooms. No, 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 you don't. No, 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 it, no, 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 you don't. You don't get kicked out. <laughs> you might get asked back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I meant. You know, but that's for budgetary reasons. Because yeah, they're, they're so good, they're too expensive. Um, we often finish with uh, this question. When you were starting out on this journey of writing, yeah. uh, if there was some piece of advice that you wish mm. you had have been given, or, some, or, you know, some nugget that you've kind of learned along the way. Nugget. Your time starts now. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Um, okay. I guess, uh, I guess don't throw anything away. It's always useful. Even if you think it's crap mm. and you're mortified by it, keep it. Yeah. And, yeah, keep it. It will always, always, always be useful. Okay. Even like, years yeah. down yeah yeah it'll spark <laughs> something there's a reason for you having written it if there was an honesty in the inception of it it'll find absolutely. It root somewhere else absolutely it might be crude it might be awkward mm-hmm. but it it's of use great yeah. cool well we're just about that time we could chat all day obviously but chat all day. <laughs> <laughs> really oh. appreciate you coming in oh thanks a million I thanks really for your time it. thank you 